But some people want extreme violence. And that's the Eisenhower speech when he left office, that there's a military industrial complex that wants us to go to war. They profit off war. Mm. And they can, you know, if they're the people that are funding political campaigns and they have massive amounts of money that they're using as influence, they can make certain politicians make decisions that are not in the best interests of the United States or the, the people that are the citizens. Mm -hmm. They can do things entirely to make money. You know, like, you, you see it, and you, you see, like, the amount of money that's involved in something like Ukraine, whether or not you're pro us helping Ukraine or not. Where did we come up with all that money, and why don't we have that money to fix America? There was one point in time we talked about this where there was $6 billion they accidentally paid to Ukraine. They overpaid them $6 billion. Well, that's the exact amount of money it would take to rebuild every single house in Maui. Exactly. Yeah, and no, no discussion about that at all. Instead, the Maui people get $700, yeah. a one-time payment, which is insane. What, what are we? Are we a community yeah. or are we not? If we have the money to donate to some guy who is a fucking, literally used to be a stand-up comedian who used to play piano with his dick, that's Zelensky. He, used to, he did a thing. <laughs> he, there's a video of him playing piano with his dick. It was like one of his routines. Wow. He was a comedian, and he played a character on a television show that Zelensky was... Zelensky was a comedian? Yes, Zelensky was a comedian. And he played a character of a regular guy who becomes the president. I forget what his job was in real life. But he becomes the president and then ran for president in real life and became president. And we're just sending this guy billions, billions and billions and billions of dollars. And some of it is just like, where is it all going? Like, do, do we have an accurate account of, like, who is anybody siphoning this? Like, yeah. we know that there's massive amounts of corruption all over the world when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, where's that money going? Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah. Why don't we have that money to fix inner cities? Why don't we have that money for infrastructure? Why don't we have that money for the school system? Inner cities. Yeah. Homeless. Yeah. Yes. Schools. Did you see what's going on Absolutely. in San Francisco? Whatever. San Francisco's Xi Jinping is going to visit and a bunch of Chinese, a bunch of world leaders, but Xi Jinping particularly. And so they cleaned up all the homelessness. They, they took all the tents out and they put fences up everywhere where the, so the people can't, can't camp out anymore. We don't even know what they did with them. I was just going to ask, well, what did they do with them? See, the, see if you can find a video of it. It's crazy. And then you got Gavin Newsom on TV who's making excuses for it. He's like, yeah, we did. Well, when people come over to visit, you know, you, uh, you clean your house up. Like... How about you fucking clean your Take house care up of it first. all the time? Yes. If you can do this now, you could do this always. I'm assuming you did something ethically responsible with those people and housed them and put them up somewhere. I'm hoping that's what you did. You didn't just move their tent to the fucking middle of the desert or something. What have you done? Before and after pictures. Yeah. Insane. Well, this is just a couple of pictures, but the really wild ones are the fences. They put fences up everywhere so the people can't that's camp right. there anymore. There's troughs up right there. What are the troughs for? I don't know. That's weird. What are those for? The troughs are weird. But they hose down all the streets. Like, hey, guys, why don't you fucking do this all the time? Like, why isn't this always like this? Yeah. This is what San Francisco used to be like. You ruined it. Now we know that you could fix it and fix it quick. Now we should be really upset. As upset as people were before about the homeless problem in San Francisco, they should be fucking furious about it now because they always had the ability... To fix it to quickly. Fix it. Yes. And they brought San Francisco back quickly to safe and clean and no homeless people in the street. Now, is this temporary? Are you going to go right back to, to tents when Xi Jinping leaves? That's crazy. Where'd they go? Do we know? Do I don't know. What's the explanation? 
It's wild. It's like, oh, you could have always done this? Yeah. Why didn't you do this from the beginning? Yeah. What Nordstrom's wouldn't have had to close. All those Walgreens, all those, everything's closed in San Francisco. They're all leaving the, the city. It's like the city's a fucking zombie wasteland. And you could have cleaned it up at any time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wild. Especially with that money. What, as you said they overpaid? Overpaid $6 billion to Ukraine. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry. No worries. Uh, we're going to pay them more money in the future. That was the idea. Like, we'll just add it on to the, the money that we're going to give them in the future. <sighs> but no discussion at all. People have completely forgotten about Maui. No one discusses Maui. It never comes up. Well, brother, you know, th- th- those are my people. Yes. Right? Polynesian people. My grandparents are buried over there in the islands, my family. So we started that fund, the People's Fund of Maui. And now we've helped over 8,000 people, $1,200 per person who is verified over 8,000, which is really amazing. But one of the biggest things, which first of all, the whole fucking thing was so heartbreaking, but then also don't forget about Maui. And it's crazy because the work that now that me and the team have been putting it, like it doesn't end. Right. It's a continuous calling these corporations. Hey, remember, these are our American people. Right. They're not just out there on the island. Right. These are American people. We can't forget about them. So it's just, it's a wild thing. It's wild it's that what's not done by the government. Like, yes. what are they, why wouldn't they do that? It's the biggest wildfire, the worst disaster. In a hundred years. In a hundred years. We don't even know how many people are dead because so many people are unaccounted for and they can't find their, there's nothing left. They're incinerated. Oh. So how do you find who's missing and who's gone? You don't know. It's going to take a long time to sort it out. Well, and, and the, 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 the bill back to stand everybody back up on their feet and the families, right. it's, it's going to take a long, long time. Long time. But if you think about it, we stood this fund up on its feet, brother, within six weeks, just like that. They're still waiting for the governmental money. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane when you think about how much money we donate to other countries. <clears throat> and but we flew just... in after that, after the wildfires, man. And it was, it's like, it's, it's like something you'd never seen before. And you feel the weight and the heaviness of the area. Yeah. You know, when devastation like that happens in that way. Yeah. Like you just, you land. And you know, you've been to Hawaii a whole bunch of times. I feel like when you land, you, you feel that aloha spirit. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah, it's the amazing. Mana. Yeah. It's amazing, right? And it's... um. But you land there and you feel the, the heaviness. Ah, fucking heavy. Heavy. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. And it will be for a long time. Yes. It's gonna but I'm proud the, of them. I'm so proud of our people, you know, because it's like, it's what you do in times yeah. like this. You fucking come together. Well, it, the people that did survive and do come together, they will never forget. And it, it'll be a part of them. And it'll probably bring the, those people closer together. For especially sure. the people that helped everybody. Yeah, but it's just it's just insane that the government doesn't do anything about it, and they still could. They still mm-hmm. could. They're writing these billion dollar checks to Israel and billion dollar checks to this and billion dollar. Just, just come on, fucking step up. Would it be, everybody would approve it? No one would say, "What are you doing? Why That's are you right. spending all that money on Maui?" For everyone, our own. For, yeah, our own. for our own, for mm-hmm. our own people. Yes. Out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Hello, everybody. It's another Saturday afternoon here in Austin, Texas. It is overcast outside and moderate in the 70s. And uh, I think the title of our show today is going to be Going Back Down Memory Lane. 
I'm going to keep my editorial kind of short because uh, I tend to blabber on and that, that doesn't work out well for you. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that there's a lot of qualified voices from within America speaking on America. What bothers me right now is the people who are reaching for foreign influences to speak for America. And one of those whom is running for the highest office of our government, what's her name? Nikki Haley. <laughs> Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley decided to go whole hog and with APAC interest and with, you know, the whole G7 clique and all the foreign policy, uh, Use of manufactured consent force against American interest. And she ate the bait for global online anonymity um, devaluation. Meaning, just, just identify everybody with real names. That's what China wants. Like, here's the hidden hand of China. We're going to call it real names. Real names identity policy, you know, as handed down from China laundered through Facebook, back to Nikki Haley through our intelligence agency state who's just like, oh, this is a great idea. And then everybody in the uh, DOJ probably was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, here's what my complaint is right now about today's DOJ. They know who the child molesters are. CSAM is relevant, okay? There's lots of gross, disgusting child porn online. And, and I've seen enough of Craig Sawyer's evangelism about the things that he is, he is doing to save children in dark, lost places where they are being viciously assaulted and abused by people who are adults. To tell you that the FBI knows who the predators are. And I, it's, it's sad for me to say it. They know who they are, not arresting, not busting, watching the child porn. Watching the child porn, watching the people who buy the child porn. Because it's more important to extort them for mean political utility rather than to arrest them and stop the actual malice, abuse, killing, murder, and rape of children. And I hate saying this, but it is stone truth. So, you know, I commend all of Congress who is getting behind Marsha Blackburn, trying to get that black book open. Because this will end, end some corruption. Not all of it, but some corruption. And the thing that Joe Rogan and The Rock were complaining about is our foreign policy set, spending all of our money outward into the universe. Never to see any kind of return on investment. Just to go plop it on another Middle Eastern war that will never end. By the way. You know, there is an, a legitimate American interest. But it is so neglected. So we're becoming this weird ATM. For Middle Eastern wars that just go on and on and on and on. And, and it's like, okay. Well, we didn't learn our lesson in Afghanistan. So we're just gonna. I guess walk into this Israeli-Palestine conflict that's been going on. 
six zero years, nearly. And I got to tell you, we don't owe them an ATM for this. They can do this themselves. They actually could. And I'll tell you why. Because the land mass of Israel, compared to the twat uh, perineum, perineum that is the Gaza Strip, you know, it, the proportion is that they totally could take care of this to themselves, even if they wanted to invade. Even if they wanted to take over the whole of Palestine, they could do this all themselves without American support. Yet, 43 of our soldiers have died over there. They made a huge stink over 13 soldiers dying on the way out of Afghanistan. You have not heard the names of the people who have died in Israel for this conflict. And unfortunately, I wish I could care, but both sides stink. They never want to resolve the conflict. It will never end. This is literally an endless war. And I don't care about it. I don't care about it because the only reason why we're there is to support Israel spending endless amounts of money, of our money, for their conflict. They saw what we did with Zelensky and they're like, well, why don't we get that? We're Israel. We have entitlement issues. You know, and I, what I learned about Israel, and I don't have any, any malice against Israel, but Israel definitely could handle this. They've got an Iron Dome. They've got our bombs. They've got everything they need. They literally have everything they need. They don't care about civilians. And Hamas doesn't care about the civilians in Palestine. So you've got two governments who don't give two craps about the, the civilians in Palestine. So, I, I don't really have a solution for them. This two-state solution, I'm supposed to come up with a solution. I'm supposed to have an emotion. I'm supposed to be involved. I'm not involved. You know why? Because I'm an American. I've got plenty of problems. Plenty. Plenty of problems. You know, that I don't need to go online and do this and do that and support this and do a blue square or a black square or this square or that square on my, on my social media accounts. Who's I'm sorry, who's paying me? Who's paying me? You know, the only people who are really compensating my interests are Mises Institute and Libertarians Online who say, you know what? We're not signing up our identity just to please pay APAC. You know, and I've got some problems with APAC that I've never been able to, to really voice before. And I'll tell you what they are. Pegasus, international phone espionage, I've got problems with their universal ID laws and their biometrics hoarding. I've got problems with the way that they do things. They're authoritarian autocrats over there. Glenn Greenwald's been trying to tell me for two years what an autocrat, baby. Netanyahu is. And you know what? I'm like, blah, blah, blah. American interest. Don't care. And now here I am. Here I am, pissed off that I'm the wallet for another Middle Eastern war. And so Glenn Greenwald is right again. And, you know, I still am at the place where I'm largely not caring because you've got kids in America who are now doing things I could never, ever do and expect to get away with it. And one of the things that they are doing, and I, I promise you, I promise you I'll wrap this up shortly. One of the things that they are doing is they're going out in the street and, and they're waving around a Palestinian flag and saying that we support bin Laden, who is dead. He is dead. Uh, and I'm thinking, nobody, nobody, 
born and, you know, they're completely ignorant of the consequences of their actions because they think that state power favors their interest, I guess. And because they've never seen a single consequence for their bad acts, because no one cares to do it, they don't care to discipline the children, don't care, then they think that the things that they are doing actually don't have any consequences. They will later. Because the terms and conditions for terrorism, online, offline, are the same. They really haven't changed. Our national, the crushing weight of our national security state has not changed. And I remember, I remember the people who got thrown away in a jail cell for speaking the wrong thing into their phone. I, I know people in the world who were snatched up off the street during the Obama administration. I know of them. I don't know them, but I know of them. Who were snatched up off the street during a protest, taken away, drugged, interrogated, tortured a little bit, and then plopped back out on the street. Like this is some, you know, dirt third world country. And the CIA apparently doesn't care that they can launder their interest and then inject themselves into academia to try to control our speech. They can't ever control U.S. speech enough. So I have an idea. And my idea is this. It would be a bill from a different president, not Biden. It would be a bill from possibly the next president, the America Reorganization Act. And that would redirect all foreign aid towards American wildfire decimation, homelessness intrusion, you know, the decimation of our economy. We would uproot all the foreign interest in America that didn't belong here. Essentially China, essentially, you know, third world intruders who came in here no asylum paperwork, period. Can't find them, gone. You know, at some point we have to say there's a limit. You know, there's there's all this privacy intrusion on Americans and they're, they're developing an entrapment cage that's arbitrary. And it's based on priorities from people in Europe who want to say, hey, we want to control American speech too. We want to do it too. So let's... Let's just, you know, put in a, a beat and say, well, we have standards and we'll, we'll engineer the standards through the engineering standards. We'll do it that way. So no more foreign policy intrusion from abroad. Europe's on its own for three and a half years. You know, don't get in a war, NATO. We're going to suspend our treaty with NATO until they learn to develop their own defenses. You know, that part of the Trump dialect of foreign policy was, was true. It rings true. Because no one in this administration 
is taking care of America. We're going to redirect the interest so that everybody understands that America is where they live. They can't get this stupid delusion that there's there's a rule book for this guy and another rule book for this poor bastard over here. There's just going to be one constitution, one bill of rights, and it applies to everybody equally. Period. We're going to reacquaint the American diaspora with liberty. And the people who don't like liberty can say whatever they want, but they won't get to run things. And they won't get to stop you from talking about it. They will be... They will be debated openly. And the colleges will cease to be funded for three and a half years by the U.S. government. They will cease to be funded because they took too much money. The ones who took the foreign money, well, let's see if the UAE can keep it going. Let's see if Qatar can keep it going. And then if we won't hire the people that come from those universities to work in our government for three and a half years. Let's see how influential that will be. Maybe some school administrators will suddenly appear and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, maybe we can remember this. Well, let's let's pass a law that there there shall not be more foreign reinvestment. You know, they're supposed to to log and report. They can't they can't do it on the honor system, so we probably should suspend any schooling, any funding for any schooling if it comes from another source, another government. And then list that, that place as a foreign actor. I think that should happen. So I, I'm developing this perspective, America Reorganization Act, holistically so that our foreign policy agencies who are glutted they are so fat and delusional with surveillance that they suddenly are defunded to a large extent. All of the mass surveillance programs are reorganized. And then some of those programs and bureaucracies just go away. <sighs> they just go away. Like how they suddenly appeared one day without any kind of consumer consent from the American people, they will go away. The way they instantly materialized during the 12 year span between Bush and Obama, they can just go away. People act like these agencies have an, an eternal life. They don't. You know, they cropped up one day, they can go away. And I think that that's an important thought to have because all they do is intrude on American life to do things that are criminal and unconstitutional and that since they don't get any consequences, they just keep doing it. So essentially, these are criminal agencies that nobody cares to rein in and I don't want to pay for this anymore. And if they have money that they're self-funding, let's just take that and throw it into the deficit fire. Throw it into the deficit fire. And if there are too much dissent from these people who work in the government, and there is a small crew, there is a small crew, they all live in D.C. and maybe spray a little outward into Virginia and places. 
you know, send them in for deprogramming. And if they can't handle normal life, send them to Canada. You know, and maybe Canada will, will have them euthanized. I don't know. I don't know. That's, they are a problem for me. They are a problem for me because they came into an area they were banned from coming into. And they didn't respect the natural rights that I have. And because they can't do that, because they're breaking children, molesting them, and then programming them to be sleeper cell units that they can just flip on with a switch for draconian mind control. Which, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds like something out of a Marvel Black Widow plot. But it's not. It's not. They've been doing it for decades. Like I said, it's a utility. It's a utility tool. And I'm tired of this. I'm tired of my government doing criminal things on my behalf. So this may be a short one today, but just to give you a trip down memory lane, you know, these kids who are out there going, yeah, yeah, Palestine, I'm pro-Bin Laden. Those idiots, those stupid people. You know, I could never, I could never be within two blocks of saying anything close to that. The closest I ever got to anything that sounded like this was treated the same as terrorism in 2012. Okay, I was advocating for the free exercise thereof of a religious right to assemble in a mosque. And that's that's protected in our U.S. Constitution. Due process for people who are Muslims in 2012. I was so angry because Christians had the upper hand at this point. Now you've got... Islamic nationalist communists who are funded by the Chinese government. Okay, and they're running around going, yeah, bin Laden. You know, and this is really screwing with me. It's it's like cognitive dissonance because you know, you could literally throw somebody into a pit during the Bush administration for this. It was horrible. And now there's just no, it's lawlessness. I, I'm not saying that, that anyone should go into a pit for what they say. I'm saying that was lawlessness during the Bush administration among those who govern. And this is lawlessness on the other end of the scale today. And it is really supposed to screw with me. It's supposed to mess me up. It's supposed to turn me against the youth. No, I'm still against the first original gangster, which is the United States government. They have done this. They have done this. And they can they can start obeying the American conscience, you know, insanity, or, you know, we can we can make sure that they don't get to run things anymore. And I would prefer that much. <laughs>